Welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today. And I hope everyone out there is doing fantabulous. Are you doing fantabulous? I'm doing fantabulous. You know what fantabulous is? I do not. Can I... Let me know. Okay, so Fantabulous is fantastic and fabulous, put together twice as nice, (laughs) and it saves a lot of time. Yes, agreed. Yeah. So are you feeling Fantabulous? I am. It's great. The sun's out. It's shining. Isn't it beautiful? It's wonderful. It's a beautiful day, and I want to welcome this amazing human being. She's incredible. Uh, I found out about her uh, through my networking. Um, She's a a, a media person. social media influencer and a TikToker, yes. and she's got millions of hits on her videos. Um, she does a lot of progressive uh, videos, pro-progressive videos, pro-LGBTQ, yay. yay, and her name is Ellen Hawk. Welcome to the Downright Upright Thank Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am, oh my God, when I heard you were definitely accepting to do this, I... I literally uh, plotzed, <laughs> and that's a New York expression. <laughs> well, you guys are doing great things for this radio station, so that's amazing. I Thank love your you. blocks. That's Th- great. Thank you so much, Ellen. That's amazing. Yeah, we, we're trying yes. because we're the only game in town. You know, um, there's no other radio station that, that serves the progressive community. I mean, it's just not happening. Right. I think if, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken – 30 show uh, 30 programs in the whole country 30 radio stations are doing what we're doing that's it 30 that's and not enough <laughs> absolutely not and so we're going to try to make this uh station uh, successful absolutely. we're in the perfect state for that too. yes we are minnesota's you know? fantastic yay minnesota yay. love minnesota <laughs> anyway so normally on my show before i talk about um your experiences on social media I always like to get a little bit of the background on my guests, you know, so the audience could learn more about Miss Ellen. Miss Ellen. Okay, so Ellen, would you tell us where you were born, raised, went to school, and anything, any anecdotes during that time that led up to your becoming this social media influencer? Absolutely. I'm from Illinois. I'm from a suburb of Illinois, Naperville. So I lived about 45 minutes outside Chicago. That's where I was born, raised, um, and then I went to school in Michigan. I actually went to a very conservative Christian college, and I spent four years there, and then I moved out to Washington, D.C., and spent about 10 years of my life out in Washington, D.C., and when I was there, I was actually married to a police officer and very much part of, like, the Republican community for a very long time. Really? Yeah, and then I got divorced. <laughs> and um, Was it because of that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, very different political views. I don't um, know if – you know, that's a good point. I don't know if I would be able to marry someone who had such – divergent views of, of of what's going on in the world. I don't know. Yeah, it was very much a struggle and listening to just things people were saying. And at that time, I didn't really use my voice to say anything. And so kind of just like internalizing everything um, led to a lot of disagreements and a lot of conflict between the two of us. So it kind of went its ways. <laughs> we separated. And then, um, yeah, about three years later, I was in St. Paul and I met my now husband. And so I moved to St. Paul and I've been here now for almost seven years. So, so what brought you here? He, he did. So um, I could take my job with me. Thank so, you, husband. I know, right? <laughs> 
Um, we did long distance for a while, and I was just kind of tired of it. So um, I decided, well, why not go to Minnesota and see what happens? And if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't, I'll just go back to D.C. and continue on with what, my life. <laughs> what an amazing state this is. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Goodness I'm gracious. So I When I first moved here, I all I knew about Minnesota was that it was where Mary Tyler Moore was, was yes. lived, <laughs> where the show was filmed. That's all I knew about it. And that it's cold. Yes. And that was it. And I didn't know the politics here. I didn't Mm-mm. know a, a blessed thing. And so, uh, and then as I, um, progressed in my life here in Minnesota, I realized this is where I belong. Yeah. I really do belong I, here. I feel the same way. Like, I didn't know anything except for that Prince is from here. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we're going to go see Prince. And then um, I knew about First Ave, and that was really the only thing I knew about Minnesota. And I thought that it was really cold. And the first winter that I was here, it was frigid. It was so cold. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But then it just grows on you. I don't know. Yeah. Minnesota is just a great place. We had no we had snow on the ground here in Minnesota for what? A week? I know. It's a little <laughs> depressing. <laughs> I'm so like global warming. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. That that's what's co- yeah. And if people don't see that then their heads in the sand, I know. you know. So what motivated you, Ellen, to start becoming a TikTok influencer? So did you have a personal life experience or what was it that prompted you to create these incredible and I'm telling you they're incredible <laughs> Videos and now she's not only on TikTok. Yes. You're on. I saw you. You created a Facebook account. Yes, for your shows. I did, and you also created an X account, which is uh, is it? A yeah, I, an Instagram, like Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Like, yeah, okay. that's what I'm doing mostly. I'm mostly posting videos on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok right now. So to kind of expand, so a lot of people can see the videos. And one of the problems with TikTok is you can't share them readily. So now with Instagram and Facebook, people can share them if they need to. So right, right, right. right. So what was it that prompted you? What got what got you into doing this? What like your first video, what was it? And what you know, was it was that first video something that was burning your your brazier, as they say? <laughs> I hate what's going on and I need to make a show. Yeah, I mean, so in twenty twenty I found myself with a seven month old, um, working from home full time in the pandemic and I really connected with like social media in terms of trying to find connection with other mothers. And during the midterms in 2022, I noticed that a lot of mom content creators weren't talking about the politics that like in influence our lives as mothers and our children's lives. And it was really bothering me that no one was talking about who they were voting for or talking about legislation, none of it. And so um, I also was noticing this really huge rise in childcare expenses. And I was really worried about what that was going to do to women and how they were going to be able to afford childcare. So my first video was about our childcare expenses, which at the time were nearly $40,000. Um, and they've only gone down $2,000, even though our children have gone are older. So we still pay $38,000 in childcare expenses. And I was really worried about what that's going to do to our economy, what's that going to do to Main Street and small businesses, as well as forcing women to have to leave the workforce because they just can't afford to pay childcare expenses. So that video got almost 3 million views. And there were so many people. That was your first one. That was my first one. Yeah. So a lot of people were shocked about the expense of childcare, but also so many people were like, yeah, we pay that. And it just started this kind of momentum of like, let's start talking about the real things that 
like influence motherhood and what makes it so difficult to be a mother here in the United States. And then that kind of led into Minnesota state legislation because they introduced Minnesota or paid family medical leave last legislative session. Yes. So then I got into a whole thing about Minnesota state legislation and talking about cannabis was the big one to draw everyone in. That one got, you know, around a million views. Everyone wanted to know what was happening with HF100 and it kind of made a deal with everyone. Like, I will talk about Minnesota state legislation, but you also have to listen to me talk about abortion rights, women's rights, the LGBTQIA plus community, all of it. And I will break down Minnesota legislation for you. So that's kind of what I do. Wow. Yeah. I love (laughs) – and you – and folks, she has a personality – like I've never seen. I mean, oh. it's so <laughs> Thank you. you 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 feel like you know her. I mean, it's like one show. And there you go. I'm like I'm there. You know. Same I, with you though. Like I felt very connected to you, and I was like, oh wow, you're so yeah, great. When we were on the phone, okay. So full disclosure, we have to talk on the phone before we do the shows, and we have to you know get to know each other. And I I literally became your friend over the phone. Yeah, like immediately. How long were we on the phone? Probably like over an hour. <laughs> Just talking. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so great to finally talk to someone and also have this ability to communicate the issues that are happening and speak to someone that's also knowledgeable about it. So that's always great. I I wish you all the success. I mean, your shows are amazing. And thank you. I, I, you know, I don't know what else to say, guys. (laughs) You got it later in the show. We're going to I'm going to give you some information about Ellen and how you can connect with her and how you can watch her shows. Awesome. Um, so your first viral video on TikTok was regarding child care for infants and toddlers. Yes. Can you tell the listeners about that video and what your reaction was your reaction to the video going viral? Were you like shocked? I was, was shocked. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was that the same video you were talking about before? Yeah. So I. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I my just, bad. I, I thought put, it was a different one because. No, you, I've done multiple videos of my childcare bills and they almost always go viral because there's a sense of people not understanding what's happening with childcare right now. And also this kind of like, how do people afford childcare? And then there's also this kind of weirdness with people thinking that like you're fiscally irresponsible for not being able for like talking about a $3,100 a month childcare bill. And you're like, I'm not fiscally irresponsible. I had two children and this is the state of childcare right now. And Minnesota has one of the fourth highest childcare costs in the nation. And so hopefully this legislative session, they're thinking about introducing universal childcare. So I hope they do. Keep your, keep your fingers <laughs> exactly, crossed. Exactly. Yes. But well, how how come the Europeans get, can get it right? You know what? What they have less money than we do. I know. It all goes back to like the 1970s. And they, and they have less poverty. Lost, than less we poverty. Do. They provide so many social goods, so many necessary goods to their people, and they use their tax money for things like this instead of an 800 billion dollar Department of Defense budget. And so that's kind of one of the frustrating things is that, you know. Sometimes I feel like we're being taxed without representation. It's like I want to yeah. be use my tax money for the things that are important instead of legislators making bills about abortion bans or banning gender affirming care, things that are human rights. These aren't like politics, right? These are human rights. And I feel like we've kind of transitioned into this way of we're not really voting on politics anymore. We're voting on human rights. And so yeah. um, that's a little frustrating sometimes. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I lo- first of all, I loved your video about uh, women's rights and women's health care and how uh, Planned Parenthood provides much more than just abortion care. Yes. That was incredible because, you know, a lot of people 
have this, and I and I had the the CEO of Planned Parenthood Incredible. in in the uh, uh, North Central States on my show, Ruth Richardson. Um, used to be a legislator. <laughs> yeah, she was my yeah. Yeah, she was my House representative. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yes, uh, state representative. Right, and she talked about that. She said, you know, why is you know I don't understand why it's not getting around that this is not about just abortion. Women, you know, go for pap, pap smears in Planned Parenthood and right. other services. So can you talk awesome. about that video? Uh, yeah. And I, mean, I think a lot of people are confused about Planned Parenthood and they offer a lot of things like birth control. They offer just preventative care for a lot of women. And it's really important that women have health care so that we don't get into these situations. Um, For instance, in the United States, the maternal mortality rate is one of the highest in any industrialized nation. And it's the most dangerous place for a black woman to give birth is here in the United States. And a lot of that is because we don't center our policies and our funding around things like Planned Parenthood, which provides all of this wonderful health care and maternal care. And it's not just about abortions. It's just such a small portion of Planned Parenthood. So, yeah, I wish pe- more people would understand that and yeah, yeah. support Planned Parenthood. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In September of 2023, you started a series of TikTok videos regarding school board elections. And she's, she's giggling. Because yeah, it's just bananas what happened. This is bananas. <laughs> She'll tell you the story, but I just want to introduce this question uh, to you. So it, it was September of 2023. Yes. And you started this series of videos regarding school board elections. And soon thereafter, you were subsequently bullied. Yes. And Relentless. a smear campaign began against you. Uh, can you talk about those school board election videos and how you were bullied and threatened and what they were doing to you? Because oh. I think this is uh, this is uh, abhorrent that you were, you were expressing yourself. Yes. And you're getting threatened. Right. Can you tell the audience about that? So I learned about Minnesota Parents Lions because I made a video about Moms for Liberty here in Minnesota. And someone said, hey, check out Minnesota Parents Lions and see what they're doing. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They're endorsing these candidates. They're really against the LGBTQIA plus community. They're very much against critical race theory. And I was very scared that these people were going to get on school boards. And we had seen what had happened like throughout the nation when these people get on school boards and just how much they do bully these children. You know, they try to erase the existence of these people. And I was just like, we can't let these people get on our school boards. You know, we live in Minnesota. So I started doing a school board series. And then um, as a parent, I'm a parent in a you know, a district and my children are going to be going to public school. So I started raising concerns about these candidates. And I started doing a series where I went through almost every single odd year school board election here in Minnesota. And then all of a sudden, um, I started seeing my videos everywhere, but not in the best light. And people then started making very defamatory posts about me that were just absolutely crazy. I mean, people were saying that I was at Capitol Hill slashing tires. I was at the bar getting drunk and throwing up on myself and just horrible things. They made a like a, a costume picture of me and they were like the white supremacist costume. And then they like put my place of work on it. And then they sent that all around. And there's one person. They were doxing you. They were doxing me. They were toxing you. Yeah. And they were threatening your life too, right? Oh my gosh, Explain yeah. that. Yeah. So one of the women, um, she sent my videos to Libs of TikTok, which if people don't know, it's this horrible platform on X. And, and they're not liberal. They're not liberal. They should call themselves nuts of TikTok. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> 
They're crazy. Oh, yeah. And people will go and they will go harass whatever social media content creator they put on that. And so she would send my videos constantly. And then finally I got posted to Libs of TikTok. And that's when the threats came and people started coming to my account. And they not only were threatening me, but they started threatening my children. And they were saying horrible things. Like, Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, honey. You don't deserve that. No. Nobody – those are your children. Those are my children. Leave your children alone. Leave, Leave them out people's of it. children alone. I don't care what you feel about anything. Yes. I would never. I. I mean, I have a lot of anti-Trump feelings in my brain, in right. my in my being. But I'll tell you something. I would never, never. threaten anyone's children for putting a, a pro-Trump video on. No. That's sick. You're a it's sick disgusting. person. It's disgusting. And how Christian can you be? Exactly. That's what I couldn't understand. Like these people promote Christianity and it's like, so then you're going to go and threaten bully someone? Like I don't think Jesus taught that. Where's that in the Bible? Where the hell is that? <laughs> like where is that? Well, they come up with a lot of things that Jesus uh, did not do. Right. Like I, I try to find me a passage in the Bible that says – when the sperm and the, and the <laughs> egg <laughs> combine, that's a life. No, science created that. Right. But at the same time, it's an embryo. Right. You can't burp it or feed I it. No, it doesn't you know, have cognitive it, it, thinking. It's a potential baby, yeah, <laughs> right. maybe. And so is your sperm. Exactly. And actually, that's swimming. <laughs> so when you masturbate, guys, you're killing, you're killing a future yeah, baby. Exactly. Oh, God, it just makes me crazy. It's so crazy. And they just yeah. pick and choose the Bible verses that they want. So. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so how did, how, did, you have, did you press charges against Yeah, so the one person in particular, I had to go get a harassment restraining order against because it just had gotten to this point where, like, she had put me in a very dangerous situation. And not only myself, but my children to the point where, like, my childcare had gotten called, and so they knew where my childcare was, which was just like beyond scary for me. So I ended up getting a harassment restraining order against that. And then, like four days later, the Moms for Liberty chapter chair filed a harassment restraining order against me, which got dismissed, by the way, which was denied right away because Good. I made a video of myself dancing on TikTok to like an anti-bullying song. <laughs> And so I had to have, go to court once again and sit and listen to the Moms for Liberty chapter yeah. chair talk about how her feelings it's are. It's so awful to be anti-bullying, isn't it? I know. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. I mean. Oh, my goodness. You should bully. Everybody should bully each other. Right. I mean, what the hell is going on with I, this country? I don't understand. And it's like, this I, I is really what do. they do. Like, yes. it's so, and they think it's normal. Like, that's what's crazy. No, no it's not. It's no, not no, normal. No, 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 no. And, like, Not people normal. came to support this person that had harassed me. Like, Moms for Liberty came. There was someone running for Congress that came. Like, it was crazy to see people supporting someone, bullying and harassing yeah. someone. Well, I'm getting I'm getting really angry right now. Me too. So I'm going to take a break. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and then, so we can come back on a, and do a little a bit positive. more. <laughs> we'll try to do more positive stuff. So we'll take a break. Okay. And uh, we'll talk more about... The LGBT community and, and other of your videos. Okay? Sounds great. Thank you for tuning in to the Downright Upright Show. This is Philip Anthony, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Downright Upright Show. This is 
Philip Anthony. I'm your host. Uh, I love that song. That's so great. Put a little love in your heart. I think that's what everyone needs these days. That's what this show is about. I love it. You know, when I heard that about you, I, I, I it, it broke my heart mm. because I, I don't understand why you have to be so mean and hurtful Absolutely. because you don't agree with somebody. You know? Yeah. I mean, we should be able to have conversations about these things without going straight to hate and bullying and intimidating and things like yeah. that. And Moms for Liberty, okay, you guys, your, your, your intention is to hurt my community. Exactly. You don't want our books around. You don't want us to be able to talk about ourselves in school, that we're, we're existing. We're not, we're not saying – we're not doing porno- pornography in the classroom. No. That's what they're trying to say. You know, meantime, I went to a Catholic school my whole life, religious school. Catholic, me too. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm gay. So how'd that happen? Yeah, exactly. I wasn't groomed. Right. If anything, I was bullied and, and uh, abused Absolutely. in school by teachers and uh, other students. So I'm here as a gay man proving to you that there's no such thing as grooming. Absolutely. and But they fully believe that. They yeah, yeah. fully believe in grooming. Like we, I sat there and listened to the chapter chair say that the pride flag is sexual in nature. And you're just like, what? Like, how is a pride flag sexual in nature? Like, yeah. It's like, this yeah. is very confusing. It is. And, and the creator of the flag, um, uh, I, 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 his name is escaping me, but he even said it's an inclusive flag it means everybody meaning white conservatives yeah. too are included in that flag so if that upsets you then you are part of that flag and you hate yourself i i feel like it's it's a flag of acceptance and that's all it is it's inclusive it means everyone every color of the rainbow is in there that's what it means right but anyway <sighs> we're preaching we could, to, i know we're preaching to, to the, the choir, choir. <laughs> here so because my show is a safe space for the lgbtq community mm-hmm. I want to talk about your advocacy for mm. our community, and I want to personally thank you for that. And you're amazing. Thank I mean, thank you for doing that. You know, yeah. and allies are so important to me because without allies, the LGBTQ community would would, would fall apart, and we would be done. You know. Yeah. So, what issues regarding the LGBTQ community did you cover in some of those videos? I cover a lot of the trans community. For instance, um, recently um, they did a survey of over 94,000 trans people within uh, the United States and just talking about what is happening, how there has been very little progression when it comes to discrimination against the transgender community. However, they have found that 98% of people who do transition or are doing gender-affirming care are just happier. And it just shows that like, if you get to live authentically as who you are, like you're going to be happier and what's wrong with that like what's wrong with people living who of how they are being happy and why can we not all accept who they are and mm-hmm. just let them live right so it's really frustrating seeing a lot of bans on gender affirming care um so that's a big thing and also just i just think that you know Children that are part of the LGBTQI plus community or they have their family is, they should be represented in their schools. And that's a really big thing for me. They need to have a safe space. They need to have people that ally with them, like their teachers. And there's no reason to create an exclusive environment for children where they're going to spend a huge chunk of their childhood. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right, right. Allow them to be included in all of the things and allow them to have a safe space in public schools. Right, right. Ellen, I'll tell you something, though. I, and I, I've said this on a couple of my shows. I have to bring this out again because, I, again, I grew up in a very, 
very religious family, school, Mm -hmm. um, environment. Very, the word gay meant that you were a sinner and you were a deviant. You were a sinner. So as a little child, hearing that, I hated myself more than I did because of the abuse I had from my stepfather who used to call me the F word. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. He was mean. He beat my mother. Oh, my gosh. I had a terrible, terrible childhood. But my my audience knows that. I talk about it all the time. That's why I have this show. I want to stop the madness. Yeah. Children out there that are listening to me. You are validated. Yeah. I'm validating you. You're you're a normal person. Don't let anybody talk you out of uh, being who you are. Right. Because you, you can't change it. You know how many times? Oh my God, Ellen. I used to date girls. I used to go on dates. I used to do this, that, and the other thing to try to prove to the world to make everybody else happy, right. not me. I was never happy. And so when I finally came out, it was like being. You know, suffocated in the closet. Mm. That's why they use the term closet. Yeah. Uh, because you, you're, you, if you ever get stuck in a closet and you can't get out, it's dark. You can't breathe. It's That's the feeling. Right. And I came out and I was a totally different person. And I love myself now. And I don't care if you don't like me because of uh, the fact that I'm gay. Right. This is me. Right. Absolutely. I, what am I going to do? Just not be in love with people and, and, or a person I should say of a husband yeah. <laughs> but no people <laughs> sorry honey um, <laughs> I said people I don't know where I get that anyway but um, and that's that's the thing too it's just you know you're having these children I mean come to adults and ask them to just accept them for who they are and why are we forcing children to do that like yeah. how sad I'm like, no, I, I, as an adult, can come on and do that. I can say, no, we are to accept and love these children for who they are, and they are to not be excluded in their classrooms. They are not to be discriminated against in their schools. Like, that doesn't do any good for anyone. Yeah, but who are they to come in between the doctor, the parent, and the child to say, I don't care what your doctor says, and no. I don't care what you say. Uh, I thought I thought we had parents' rights in this country, right? We're talking. You hear about that all the time. Oh my gosh! But yes. only if it's only if it's on their, <laughs> only from their point of view, yes. not from our point of view. And uh, to I could just think, you know, I remember uh, being a child and being different. And if mm-hmm. I had that um, that access to uh, acceptability, just mm-hmm. to have an organization or. Uh, some way of, of of accepting who I was, I probably right. wouldn't have had all that angst and all that drama in my life. Um, and you probably would have loved yourself a lot sooner, right? Like, yes. And who would have known? You know, who knows what could have happened then? But I mean, we're so thankful you're Ellen, here now. <laughs> thank you, Ellen. Trust me, Ellen. You can't change a gay person. No. I, no. Oh, and thank you, Minnesota. For the uh, that uh, tr- trying to convert people, what is it? Um, conversion. Oh, the conversion therapy. therapy yeah, yeah, to try to convert people Bandit. to make them straight. Uh, Minnesota bandit. Yes, thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Minnesota. Oh my God! When I heard that, I literally <laughs> cried. Yes, because kids are w- w- were suffering. Yeah, I mean it, the suicide suffering. rate from kids that left those programs was absolutely horrible. And yeah, you're yeah. just like, why would you do that to your child? Like that's all the other thing. It's really hard to understand parents' perspective when they hate their children for being who they are. Like that's so sad to me. Yeah, and the bullying, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the way. Um, 
some schools, not all. No, not all. Some schools have a safe space for that, mm-hmm. for uh, LGBT people, and they don't permit that. It's, it, there's a no, t- there's a no tolerance policy to right. that. Where some schools don't really enforce no. that. I mean, I, I don't want to name any. You all know who you are if you're out there. But um, I think every child should be valued yes. and treated with respect. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. I don't want, you know, nobody's telling you that your child should dress up as the opposite sex. No, nobody's no. saying that no. because your child may not be trans or right. may not be gay. Um, but but that's up to the child, or that's the child's uh, inherent being, right. who they are. Absolutely. And you can't change who you are. No. And that's my message, you know, and just love everybody. And know? I think it's important for people who are not part of the LGBTQIA plus community to also learn acceptance and understanding and learn about different types of families and communities and learn to love other people for who they are. And it's not just a reflection of you. Like, the world should not just be reflections of cis people, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, again, I going back to my childhood, which is a, was very dark for me. Um, I can remember times because I had a very feminine personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to skip a lot and played with the girls oh, and yeah. played hopscotch and did all those things that girls would do. Right, and the boys would. Merciless. Mm. I mean, they would throw me on the floor. Oh my goodness! Yeah, stomp me in the head, grab my books and throw them, you know, in the street. And I mean, a lot of stuff. I take my lunch money. I remember I I, uh, I had I was so hungry uh, for like a few days until <laughs> I finally told my mother, "Mommy, I don't have any. I haven't had lunch in four days because they stole my lunch money." And. That's just terrible. And it's also like people could learn so much from like disassociating from toxic masculinity, right? Like we could learn so much about what it's like to be empathetic and this type of man, right? Versus just this like masculine all the time. Yeah, and we don't – you know, masculine men are wonderful. Right, I mean especially the ones that uh, can look at a person and just respect them no matter who they are. I mean you don't have to be – uh, overcompensate your masculinity and pick on gay people exactly. and trans people. That doesn't make you a man no. at all. <laughs> Trust it's me. It's the opposite, actually. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, if you want to get women guys be out a- there and you're straight, <laughs> try to be nice and yes. maybe and, and empathetic. You'll get a lot of girls. Trust me, if that's what you're into. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But... Personally, I love that video where you were dancing around. Thank um, you. Uh, Lip syncing to an anti-bullying song. Yes. And uh, again, we can't uh, we can't tell the name of the song because mm-hmm. it's only a TikToker that did right. it. Right. It's only the TikToker that did it, so it's not like on Spotify or anything. And I think you were drinking a glass of red wine yes. while you were doing it. <laughs> I, I, I like myself a glass of red wine. You know? Girl. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm on medication, though, now, so oh. I have to be careful with the wine. Okay. You know, I drink it. I sneak it sometimes. Yes. And my husband said you could have one glass oh, right, right. or a beer or something because, you know, I love wine and beer. I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm not a like a cocktail person too I'm much. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm not a cocktail See, person. We have in common. We have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite. My, I, my, You're my new best friend. Ice one. cold. Yes. <laughs> we live close to each other. We do as so well. we're going to be hanging out. Yeah. Yes. Um, a cold beer in the oh summer gosh, is nothing. It. Nothing beats it. Yeah. You know, throw a, throw a lime in there, oh, and, you, and yes. you're good. Uh, and as far as wine, uh, I like 
white wine in the summer, mm-hmm. red wine in the winter. I'm a rosé drinker in the summer and a red wine drinker pretty much any time else. <laughs> sweet sweet or dry? Definitely dry. I'm very dry. So sweet wines are not – my mom loves a good Riesling though. So sometimes I have – when I go to Texas, I have to go and drink Riesling, which it's not horrible. I mean, who hates drinking wine with their mom? It's great. So Yeah, my, my, my uh, grandmother loved sweet wine and she would um, – She'd get like sangria kind of wine. Oh, yeah. And throw peaches in it. Oh, that sounds lovely. And though. the peaches would, excuse me, and the peaches would absorb <laughs> into the, the uh, I'm sorry, the peaches. The wine would absorb <laughs> into the peaches. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and she would take a fork and she'd eat the, it, mm, it was so amazing. That sounds so good. Peaches and wine. Peaches and wine. There's no better no combo. No one needs peaches and cream anymore. It's just peaches and wine. Oh, yeah. All the time. Absolutely. I and, love it. And when I'm done with these pills, man, in November, I'm going to have me some peaches and wine. <laughs> Is your health okay? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 uh, yeah. My, again, my fans know that uh, I went through a, a bout with cancer. Oh, my goodness. Last year. Um, and I'm on the mend. I'm, they, they're they very optimistic. But again, you can't, you know, right. uh, you never know. It's cancer is cancer. Right. And, but uh, it looks good. Yay, and my good. numbers have been good. And my, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for all your support out there. I really appreciate that. Um, now, could you preview some of your future videos that you have in the pipeline that you want to maybe – you know, like keep us on pins and needles about. Absolutely. Well, the <laughs> yeah. Minnesota State Legislative Session starts today. So a today, lot of, yeah, today. So Stop. February twelfth, yeah. So they're wow. gonna start up with all their legislation. So any good things you're hearing? Yeah. So first, the universal childcare, which I'm excited about. So oh, we'll absolutely. see how that goes through. And then there's gonna be some stuff about immigration. So they're thinking about making Minnesota a refuge state for immigrants. Um, so that would be kind of cool to see that get through. We'll oh, see, wow. though. I know there's a lot of opposition and there's a lot of conversation around immigration. So that's another one. And then there's a lot of stuff around cannabis as well because of um, just it kind of went through fast. And there's just some things that they need to tighten up a little bit. So a lot of uh, info about that as well. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new legislative session. So that's going to be a lot of content. And then just keeping up to up to date with things that are happening in other legislators. Um, we saw in Missouri that they chose not to accept an amendment to their abortion ban for rape and incest. So just kind of making sure. Which pe- state was that? Missouri. And they predicated it on the fact of God. So What? Yeah. It's are you bananas. serious? Yeah. It's really scary and sad. And so, so, f- so, so basically if you're an 11-year-old girl and you are raped – you have to go through the nine months of pregnancy? Yeah. They actually tried to make an amendment where if you were 12 and under, you could get an abortion. And they said, well, under that law, a one-year-old could get an abortion. So they did not pass it. A what? Yeah. That just happened last week. So Can tr- anybody tell me out there how many one-year-olds get pregnant? Exactly. That's the whole – exactly. Ugh. So they're just making what, up what these kind folks. of world? Yeah, what, where? What kind of a world are they living in? I don't, I'm don't not know. in the same. Am I on the same planet? I am not in the same world. I'm not in the same like science hemisphere. Like, and it's really scary as a mother with two daughters to see where these things are, what these things are happening, and how they could impact like our own state, right? Like one election, we could be right with the red states, and so that 
scares me, which is why I'm like, I got to talk about Minnesota legislation. So we all know the good that's happening in Minnesota. So hopefully people can continue to vote accordingly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What, are you hearing any other states doing some wild stuff? Yeah. So Idaho is the big one and um, Iowa as well. So Iowa is really about private school voucher systems. And so here in Minnesota, there's a big push as well for private school voucher systems. What would that be? Um, so basically, they would say that the government should have to pay for private school for certain – for people. And um, right now in Iowa, it has exceeded the expectation and it shows that the people that are using the private school vouchers are just the same people who have always been going to private schools. And so basically, it's promoting, promoting Christian nationalism throughout the government. So very scared about that. Well, well first of all <laughs> – it's so funny. I, I, we're both like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, duh. What's going on? You know. Yeah. Um, if you want your child to have a Christian education, like my mother did. Yes. Guess what? There's Catholic schools. There's so many. Or, or religious schools or other schools. Right. You have to pay out of your own pocket. Guess why? Exactly. This is the United States of America. We don't have an established religion here. Exactly. Separation so, of church and state. <laughs> so we'll go to public school and you won't have to pay? Exactly. A dime. No. Your, your children will get a good education. Absolutely. And learn about, oh, God forbid they learn about inclusivity. That's the problem. Oh, my God. I don't want my kids. Or the history of our country. <laughs> the, the real history the real of history our country. Of that Slavery had some benefits in exactly. Florida. They taught that. Did you hear that? That they knew now how to be business people, that yeah. they needed the hard work. Yeah, yeah. I wish one white person in this country could walk in the shoes of a black person. Absolutely. And understand what – I mean, even in a store, because I remember I, I had many black friends living in New York. You know, here I have a yeah. couple, but there's not as many black people in <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> That's you true. know, let's just be frank about that. Uh, but um, they, we would go shopping in, you know, in, in, in a drugstore or something, and they'd be – Looking at us like, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? And when I would shop by myself, walking in white skin. Right. Nobody bothered me. No. And I would go to the same drugstore. Nobody bothered me. But when I would be with my black friends, it was a big drama for them. You know, it was like, Absolutely. what's going on? So they live a different life. They do. And it, we have to understand that, too. Yes. Like, we have to listen to Empathy. what they say. Yes. You know, uh, my friend, uh, one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name, uh, he, he probably would hate me if I did, <laughs> but he ha he always says, Philip, when I get stopped by a cop, I have my hands on the wheel at, what is it, 10 and 2? Yeah. And you, you show, can I get my wallet? Can I do this? Because th they just are afraid that what's going to happen to them. Me, I don't, Rightfully I, so, I, right? I get pulled over, I'm like this, I'm pulling, right. I'm not even thinking... Like, should I put my hand in my pocket? Should I grab my wallet? I know. Uh, I'm already digging in. I'm like, oh, my insurance is on my phone. I got to Yeah, yeah we don't think up. about things yeah. like that. No, not mm -hmm. at all. Anyway, so we're going to take another break okay, now. Good. And after we come back from the break, we're going to have something called the shift, Ooh. where we shift the questioning away from your personal journey as, okay. a, as a social media influencer <laughs> and to your opinions on current events. Oh, I like it. This is exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, it's called The Shift because uh, we're shifting. Sounds and make sure you say the F because shift. Then, uh, shift. <laughs> Otherwise, we have problems with, <laughs> with the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll be back okay. after these messages. My name's Philip Anthony, and this is the Downright Upright Show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Woo! Woo Minnesota. Yay, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> 
Love one another, yes. Please, let's not all just love each other. Love each other. This is <laughs> Philip Anthony again, returning with the Downright Upright show with my guest Ellen Hawk, who is amazing. Um, Thank you. For I, I just me. can't say enough about you. I, I I feel like I should be you. Oh. You know, in another body. I don't know. <laughs> Incredible person. So um, this is the shift, and we're going to be uh, talking about your opinions on current events. Now, I this this just happened. Um, so the special counsel, his name was Robert Hur, H-U-R. Okay. Um, he came back with a decision, he's a special counsel, that uh, President Biden is will not be uh, prosecuted for uh, having um, documents, um, right. you know, uh, in his garage because he didn't uh, – and, and, well, he said – this is what he said – that his memory was bad – and he's an older, feeble kind mm-hmm. of man, and that's why we can't press charges because he didn't mean to do it. It's just that his cognitive, cognitive, uh, you know, issues are the problem. So, what do you say about that? I think President Biden has plenty of brain power to lead the nation again. <laughs> um, it's just kind of interesting to listen to the way that they talk about Biden versus Trump. And they don't actually talk about, like, Trump's cognitive issues. I mean, he's oh the same God. age as Biden. Come on. <laughs> yeah, by a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see Donald Trump riding a bicycle. Oh, my gosh. Me too. Let's just – please put that on the air. Somebody right. try to get him to ride a bike because I would love to see it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Never. Yeah. I mean, his toupee would probably fall off or exactly. his hair. <laughs> well, whatever that is. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah exactly. That fur ball. Anyway, but – um. So, yeah, but he already, uh, Donald Trump already, oh, I said his name. <gasps> I usually call him Voldemort on my Thanks. show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But um, he um, confused Nancy Pelosi <laughs> with Nikki Haley. He said, talking about Nikki Haley, oh, she she could have stopped the insurrection by, you know, calling the, uh, you know, the troops into the, the Capitol to stop them from, blah, 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 which she can't do anyway. Right. I mean, it's not her job. And, uh but it wasn't Nikki Haley. That, it was Nancy, it was Nancy He's trying to talk about Nancy Pelosi, but he used Nikki Haley. And then today, well, not today, a couple of days ago, he said if Russia were to attack one of our NATO allies, he would let them do it. Oh, my if gosh. If they didn't pay enough money to support NATO. Did you hear that one? No, I did not. And that's absolutely absurd. Oh my. I cannot believe that. Oh, my God. My relatives in Norway are probably like, you know... What's a nice way to say it? I can't. I can't you, They're probably can't. crying to themselves. Like, oh what is God. happening? What the hell is happening like, in this country? The last thing I want to see is a Trump-Biden rematch. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, guys, like, we realize what Trump did in four years. Like, he really messed up our country. So, like, we cannot let this happen again. Absolutely. And, and it, it's actually a, a, um, an election that's competing danger versus Old man. Exactly. And I'd rather have the old man with a brain yes. than someone that's dangerous. And that's going to. That's such a know. good point. Yeah. That is really. Yeah. That's a really great it's point. It's danger versus. I mean, look, old. We've had old presidents. We right. had Ronald Reagan. I you know. know. And uh, he, you know, it, whether you like him or not, he, he got through the eight years and, you know, right. we didn't have a world war, thankfully. Uh, I didn't agree with him at all because mm-hmm. when gays were dying of AIDS during the 80s, he did absolutely nothing about it right. and didn't talk about it. So I have a personal vendetta against John, Ronald Reagan. Absolutely. 
um, and destroying um, uh, mental health care in this oh country. We, we had places, the government used to take care of people that were mentally ill, but I they know. took them off the streets. But now when Reagan came in, yeah. And then so, the war on drugs. And well, oh, you can that. go on and on with <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. But Nancy said, don't say, just say no. Yes. What, was it? what did she say? I don't know. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, vote. This, this is your choices. Danger versus an old man. Yeah. Okay, he's old. Yes. Got it. Got it. It's old. old. Right. Yeah, he, got it. But danger? Do you want danger? Is that okay? Danger. danger? No, we don't want that. Okay, so um, as you must be aware by now, a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals force, forcefully rejected Trump's claim of immunity from prosecution for the potential Thank crimes goodness. tied to trying to stay in office despite losing the election. But he um, appealed to the Supreme Court. And so we're waiting for that. Yeah. Now, that Supreme Court, they're, they're a hot mess, man. Oh, my God. That's a hot the mess. The supermajority kills yeah, me. The Supremes, you know, and I don't want to make I – I, I, I love the, the, the group, the Supremes, so I don't like to compare them <laughs> because, you know, Diana Ross is – She's the, amazing. The, she's amazing. Yes. But these Supremes, they uh, – I could do without them very much. Me too. So what do you think about that? Well, I'm very concerned because we have seen what – they do, and usually they kind of follow what Trump wants. Exactly. So it's very absolutely, and they're also um, what they call like originalists. So they believe in the Constitution as it was written. Versus when, when black people were slaves, exactly, and, and women, when had, no women rights. had no rights and couldn't vote. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's what they base their. Yeah, they don't think of it as a living document, which no, I, which I no. do. I do too. I think Me the too. Constitution's a living document. And if you look at like any other industrialized nation, that's what they do. They believe mm-hmm. in their constitution as a living document. So it's it's very scary to think it of. should be. And if Trump gets immunity, what that means for our country and what that means for future presidents, like that's really scary. Yeah, but you, you know what Biden should do if they do that? What should he do? I'm telling you. <laughs> you better do it, President Biden. <laughs> if they give you if they give presidents an immunity you do it. You just say, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm staying. Trump <laughs> wanted to stay. You said it's okay. We hey, I'm, stay. I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> we should. What's that? What's that show? <laughs> that play. Uh, we should, you're going to love me. What's it? Uh, <laughs> I do not uh, know, uh, but dream I want to Girls. Oh, it, it, yes, 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 yes. And I am telling you, I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm staying. I'm staying right here. That, that's what President Biden should be singing right now. Be like, Kamala's going to be the president now, but I'm just going to stay in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, isn't it crazy? What's good? Absolutely. It's hard. It's bizarre. Really, it's bizarre, and it's frustrating that um, people still don't give up their loyalty. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind well, of he, hard. It's a cult. It is a cult. It's yeah. a cult. So you can't take people out of a cult. That's true. Yeah. Look, they killed themselves uh, to, to, to support their cult leader. Uh, what was his name? The one that drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, oh, uh, Charles Manson? No. No, no, no. no. Um, Jim jo- Patrick is Patrick. there. Patrick. Patrick, help Patrick. us. What was his name? The one that, the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Uh, Jim Jones. Jim, Jim Jones. Jones. Yeah, I, did. Yes, I was going to yes. say that. See, I just wanted—I didn't want to be dumb. Thank but, you, Patrick. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. Rescues me. Rescue me. Yeah. Anyway, so in a recent Nevada Republican primary, quote: None of these candidates got sixty-two percent of the vote, while Nikki Haley got thirty point eight. <laughs> now that sounds bad, yeah. you know, obviously, but I interpret that 
that over 30% of Nevadans will not vote for Trump. Because if they voted for Haley, that means that Trump is a no-go for them, right? So what do you say about that? I think there are a lot of people that are kind of pushing away from Trump's ideology and the way that he runs. And I'm hoping that they say, okay, if I have to vote between this person and that person, I'm going to go with a person that's not danger, right? right? So that's kind of as positive to me, too. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. So... The last question in the show, and then we'll close it out. Okay. Um, we have two minutes. Uh, as a member of the LGBTQ community, I love the LGBTQ community, <laughs> I must address what's going on in Russia today. Okay. Russia handed out its first convictions against LGBTQ people who support a movement that Russia considers extremist. Displays of rainbow flags or any symbols of our community are now illegal oh in Russia. Gay bars are being raided. <sighs> And patrons are being subjected to abuse. Uh, the Russian Supreme Court banned the LGBTQ movement, oh my essentially throwing all LGBTQ people back in the closet. Ugh. And if they dare to come out, they will be beaten or imprisoned oh my or fined. What are your thoughts about that? It's disgusting. That's horrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, the abuse that you guys continually take is just, I don't know, like, Emotionally and mentally, it just must be so taxing. And I just, it's horrible. It makes me want to cry, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. so sad. Well, made, made me almost want to yeah. cry. It's awful. I'm Hu- so sorry. Treating human beings like animals. Exactly. You know, it's awful. Anyway, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. And I want to just, I want to, first of all, thank you, Ellen, for thank everything you for you're doing. Me. And every, I mean, Ellen went through the gauntlet <laughs> to, to express herself and give uh, the I, progressive community a voice. And you should never have gone through that. No. You should never have gone through that. I'm putting you on this show again. And I'm going to keep putting her on the show. <laughs> Thank you. And if you don't like it, lump it. Don't listen. Okay? Because Ellen is amazing. And Thank we're you gonna, so much, Philip. And I love your voice. I, I really do. I, you're, you're, you're in a safe space here. Your, your voice is amazing. And I want your voice. So for more information about Ellen Hawk, you can follow her TikTok page mm-hmm. at Tall Mom Running. She's a tall lady. I am tall. I'm 6'2". Yeah, she's taller than me. <laughs> and her newly created Facebook page. Yay! Yay! Also at Tall Mom Running. Is that correct? Yes, on Facebook. they're all Tall Mom Running. Yep. Thank you again. And to all the listeners, thank you for spending thank time you. with me on this the Down... This fantastic. Yeah, it's an amazing show. I, I love, love it. it. It's an uplifting show. Thank you for tuning in to the Downright Upright Show. My name is Philip Anthony. You can click on uh, Facebook. You can click on our am950radio.com page. Please just support the show. I love you all. If if I can hug you all, I I would do it. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.